Um, but, you know, I guess just don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Um, take your prenatals, I suppose. And, uh, <laughs> and plat- I think one, one of the important things I'm getting, because I did speak to another of guy before, was hmm. it's important to plan when you have F&D and pregnancy. I think that mm-hmm. might be another idea as well, hey, is just to talk mm-hmm. to the GP before you jump right yeah. in for your neurologist. Yeah, well, that, that's what I did. I kind of, I guess, kind of canvassed them to see if they had any advice. But that was the issue that I, I asked both the neuropsychiatrist and the um, uh, GP, and, and they didn't really know. They, there's just not enough information for them, you know. Even the experts in the field really give you advice. I mean, there was basically just, well, I can't see why you can't do it. You know, so, you know, they're, they're basically just like, well, you know, if you think you can, then you can. Yeah. Hopefully, body will just manage and just give it a go. You're like, okay. Like, <laughs> thanks. Alrighty then. Well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> You're listening to the FND podcast where we're talking all things FND. Hi there and welcome to a special episode of the F&D Podcast with Deddy. I'm your host and it's been a long time coming but finally we're talking about pregnancy and F&D and you know there hasn't been much talk about F&D and pregnancy and it's taken me a while to get interviews and I'm about to broadcast it out there because I wanted to wait again um, if you haven't heard uh, but I wanted to wait until I spoke to one of the leading high-risk obgynes in Australia to talk about F&D and pregnancy and I finally got to actually speak to him was it last week yeah, it was last week and I got some insight and some answers and it was amazing and I'm very grateful to have spoken to him and I'm actually happy to have waited several months to come this far to finally get these episodes and this series out so there'll be um, a couple of parts to this series Uh, The first part, again, um, was on the JJ segment with Jess discussing what was said with the obstetrician. I'll link the um, episode on this notes um, of this episode on the notes below. So check it out. Um, Otherwise, we're going to be talking to Amy. And thank you so much, Amy, for talking with me. It was absolutely wonderful to talk to you about your pregnancy, um, your F&D as well, and definitely, um, you know, what you're facing in regards to your birth options too. You know, it is, uh, you you actually highlighted the need that we do need more information and um, support with pregnancy and F&D. Not just um, with the obstetricians and the specialists, but also within the community as well. There needs more um, talk and support out there, uh, especially for you guys too, because it it can be a lonely experience. And um, yeah, I do remember those pregnancy uh, groups that I used to be part of. And, you know, sometimes they got me through. So I was wondering, you know, if there's any big F&D groups out there for pregnant women um, to join in. So uh, if there is and anyone is listening and who's pregnant, um, please enlighten us and share. All right, without further ado, here is Amy. 
So um, tell me more about yourself um, and your FND. How, how did it all come about? And uh, yeah, let's start with there. Um, yep. Um, so how did it all come about? I, uh, what was it, two and a bit years ago? Um, well, probably, I guess, two and a half, more than two and a half years ago, I started having odd episodes which I didn't think too much of about difficulty with walking and thing. I was mm. getting more and more fatigued, struggle, really struggling to hold my head up, like, you know, sitting there at work, just like unable to stand properly, just odd stuff that didn't make any sense. Yeah. And then eventually, or one particular day, I'm trying to walk home to walk to the train station from work and my legs just would not move fast enough no matter what I did like they were just throwing them forward like just having to just like because <laughs> they just wouldn't respond to me normally uh, and that was very very strange and that like lasted for a while so got we got onto the train and and then things were going numb and I'm like yeah this isn't right <laughs> so I went to hospital um and that's where I you know stayed there for a few days they ran a few you know the usual tests MRI um then i had more episodes of losing speech and you know spasms difficulty feeding myself you know just lots of whole it range of been, different things it must have been horrible because you know when you have fnd you kind of go oh, okay well it's fnd when you don't know you know you think the worst and you go you just <laughs> what the hell is happening yeah. Yes and no. Um, for me, my sister actually has MECFS, like myalgic encephalomyelitis, chronic oh. fatigue syndrome, and mm -hmm. she's had it for six, five, six years longer than I have. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've seen her having all kinds of episodes. You know, she gets lots of paralysis attacks and all kinds of things. Oh. So it wasn't as shocking like because I'm so used to seeing someone just have weird things happen to them right. so I you know for me and I'm quite kind of very rational so I just try to not over dramatize and think through all the yeah. <laughs> possible I know other people can find it very terrifying but it's scary but at the same time you know like for that me was it your... wasn't coping coping mechanism is that what I'm hearing yeah, as well no, kind of thing so, yeah you, know, you just try to analyze it and you know think about you know the possibilities but not get too freaked out yeah. um so you know after seeing my sister go through so many weird things it's you know okay like you know let's just work through this obviously yeah. hoping that it wasn't that because that's just unending <laughs> um, <laughs> um but yeah no I mean it's still scary um and, and yeah that's why I got the FND diagnosis but then of course you get sent out of hospital five days later with you know they've shown you the neurosymptoms website mm -hmm. which is a, the English one Mm -hmm. And that's about it. Like the, the aftercare is literally nothing. I'll go see your GP to do what? We don't know. Just just go and see them. I didn't even have one that was a regular <laughs> because I'd moved back to the state, you know, only not that long ago and I didn't have a regular GP. So, you know, you just had to go find one. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was very surprising. Oh, well, not surprising, but, yeah, the the 
trying to find care and then look for something for yourself and trying to work out what to do from there. I never got a social worker. Oh. Like, it was only... Um, so no one came to visit me at the hospital um, from that regard. So, like, I ended up getting a... a uh, hiring a wheelchair, I think, straight out because I couldn't walk properly and the like. But, yeah, there was no support except for my family um luckily my family are very supportive and helpful that Um, yeah yeah that was uh, interesting but it was quite interesting actually going to see the doctor we found a gp that someone recommended and funnily enough my sister-in-law got the same diagnosis at the same time but for slightly different symptoms completely we didn't know i didn't realize how sick she was either um and so it was quite shocking that you know in the end we both get the same diagnosis um so that yeah that was very interesting but we ended up going to the same doctor because at least he was he may not have been he's not an expert in it but he was very uh he listened to you like you know was very you know interested in trying to and receptive you know if you if you get like a medical professional who is interested and open to it that's a step Mm. forward in itself instead of like a freudian well you know it's a conversion disorder and you know it's all in your mind and (laughs) so frustrating i know yeah so but my mum came along to because my partner was still working at that point my mum came to a lot of appointments she's been to a lot of appointments with my sister yeah so she came to see this doctor with me and the thing was she was shocked after seven six years of going to doctor's appointments with my sister she was actually shocked about how like oh wow this is the first doctor that really listens Wow. Like, how sad is that when, you know, like you could have gone to a whole range of medical professionals for five years and this one found was the one that, like, the only one that was particularly interested in you, in listening to you. Well, (sighs) as I say, when you find a good one, you stick with that. So you... you (laughs) You hold on to that doctor like nobody's Japan. Like, <laughs> like, I couldn't because he moved to Japan like six, like a year, less, less than a no. year later. Come back. <laughs> if the doctor's listening in Japan, come back. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> oh, no. Well, have you found another GP that listens or... Um, well, he's he recommended me to another co-worker of his um, who he, he was um, thought would think similarly and he's been yeah. quite nice. But, oh, that's good. Um, you know, I still miss that doctor. <laughs> oh, the good ones. You always remember the good ones. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. I had a few other ones that were, yeah, so so as far as other ones go. Um, but it's been okay like I, I hear more horror stories than i get directly um myself yeah you know so i haven't been had a too bad a run with the other doctors <laughs> so that's something, well, that's something um, at least yeah well um so how far along for everyone who's listening how far along are you now with your pregnancy uh 23 and a half weeks so just over five months 
Oh, congratulations. Yes, yes. Very exciting. <laughs> well, how has it been so far? Is this your first pregnancy with FND or, you know? Well, technically, well, it's, it's actually my second, but the first one was unsuccessful mm-hmm. um, relatively early on, luckily, um, yeah. as far as that goes. Um, I'm older, so yeah. I'm, I'm 41, so, you know, uh, and obviously fertility, oh. so we have don't you hate the word okay because when i was pregnant with my second one (laughs) or even the first one they called me geriatric pregnancy oh yes yes (laughs) i'm ancient (laughs) (laughs) i'm still young (laughs) oh but um so was there any um was there any worries in regards to being pregnant with FND that they raised or that they had any concerns of? Uh, see, that was the interesting thing. Like, I, said, I think there's, there's very little information out there. Hmm. Um, I asked my neuropsychiatrist, I said I was going, you know, we were, you know, planning on pregnancy and going to be doing IVF and I asked if he had anything about it. Um, and he said, like, honestly, I mean, he's the expert here in Perth. And honestly, they just don't know much. Like <laughs> there isn't yeah. much data on it, um, so they can't really say um, a lot. I mean, I think the prevailing opinion tends to be um, that um, because a lot of the, they guess like I don't know whether they say it's psychosomatic, but you know they they think basically that the body's automatic functions will take over and that hopefully your body should just do the functions of pregnancy naturally yes. without you know um without hurting you overly etc i mean yeah. whether or not that's a hundred percent true because people have falls all the time and they think that people's body will save themselves from falls or they don't you know so well, you if know. that happened everyone would be saved fantastic yeah. <laughs> i know <laughs> I know. It's like, is their opinion like, oh, you know, the, the body will just naturally breathe kind of thing, mm-hmm. whether or not you're having a spasm, and you're like, well, will it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, it's hard to say. And I don't know if their research really kind of gives enough information on that. So yeah, be interesting to get some um, about it. Um, as far as I've seen, like my informal polling, I guess um on on the facebook pages the support pages that we have yeah haven't heard too many actual horror stories like most people have seemed to have somehow managed okay if they have gone through a pregnancy yeah um so you know i you just <laughs> hope for the best Fingers <laughs> well has, has you, have you noticed with your symptoms as well that it's arced up with pregnancy or has it uh, lessened or anything like that like your usual symptoms? what i've been finding is that i i all of the hormones because i tried a lot of a bunch of different medications you know various things i have a lot of spasms um normally I tried muscle relaxants and the like, and they did actually opposite on me. But I don't have, so I have a lot of weird things that I seem to react the wrong way. <laughs> um, but I found that the actual the 
progesterone supplements and the like that I'm on actually were good as a muscle relaxant and I actually seem to have spasms like with that although now I'm getting into like this fifth month it's starting to come back up again um which I'm not so keen on (laughs) Um, but it's hard to tell sometimes whether it's because you're managing well because I tend to have more spasms and more symptoms the more I do so it's sometimes kind of hard to tell whether am I not resting enough or uh, you know or is it the hormones or the pregnancy yeah (laughs) that's why I was just like I'm so interested in talking to you guys because again um there's so much information about F and D in 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 general. So like mm. brain can't really match with the mouth mm. at the moment. In general, <laughs> F and D, yay! Um, but when it comes to pregnancy and to menopause and to women's health with F and D, there mm. is hardly anything, or no one really talks about it as such. I mean, there there is here and there but or even afterwards when you've given birth you know what is it mm. like having fnd mm. after birth as well i mean have mm. you have you heard of anyone you know um anyone talking about you know afterwards giving birth and the birth stories as well um a little bit i mean so that's why in the informal kind of discussions we've had um with other fnds um and i guess some of them it's about the recovery and the fatigue kind of levels that you're getting um are a big issue i do find you know it's funny i mean the the lack of information about women's issues i mean that's pretty much par for the course as far as you know do they research you know anything on women no so of course there's going to be no um info um but i think yeah, it, it like I haven't seen a lot of information, but I guess it's just managing the fatigue levels and the like after the fact. I'm trying to put in place because I've finally got NDIS. Well, I've been granted access, but oh. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. Congratulations, um, by the way. Congrats. Yeah, that's a huge, gosh, an awful process. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like when the least, like the amount of spoons required when you least need them. But anyway um but i'm waiting for i had a plan meeting six weeks ago and now i'm still waiting for that to come through and then we were going to try and hopefully get an ot to work through how to manage those after effects and how the hell am i gonna manage with the baby because my symptoms get worse with fatigue you know if i'm having spasms do i just strap the baby to me (laughs) you know do i get a cot where on wheels at least then i don't have to carry it so much you know there's a loop i'm trying to think about about how do i well well um, one of my friends um jake from it's me it's me it's fnd he did mention because he had um he's going to try for number two with his wife Mm. soon and he said that everything was on the floor because he has seizures Mm. as well everything was literally on the floor the bassinet was on the floor everything so he could do everything literally safely Everything was maneuverable and just <laughs> swaddled the baby. Yeah. yeah, so you just got to find ways to work mm. it. That's what I say. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
So, so hopefully we can have enough, you know, support and, and get, I guess, an OT to come up with enough ideas to manage around that. My partner was going to be home for as long as possible. Um, like, you know, probably take well, three months or more to, to stay home to manage yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that, especially, I guess. And that was uh, to recover from the birth process, whether that's a cesarean or whether that's a mm -hmm. natural I don't know. <laughs> um yeah I think both of those can I think can be will be very fatigued and the recovery can be you know difficult for a normal woman yeah um so hopefully we'll have enough in place um at that point to help out if I get a support worker as well maybe to have more relief have someone around I think even most of the time, just in case, um, in case I can't react quickly or, or pick yeah. the baby up. And family in place as well. That will help, you yeah. know. You got this. You got this. <laughs> F&D is parenting, you know. We, we are good parents. We are good parents. We can do this, definitely. I know. Well, I don't think we shouldn't be able to not. I think it's just about having the right supports in place. And, and I guess that's yeah. a struggle for many people to get supports. I mean, I've heard some really bad stories about uh, child poor single mothers, child services, uh, you know, not really, and not giving them the right support to let them manage. That's right. You know, like, uh, which is, is very... It's sad. Um, yeah. It really is. Because, yeah. you know, you give the opportunities and, you know, we will thrive and we will mm. be able to be, you know, have our families, you know. Mm. And it's good for the economy. The more support workers you employ, the better for the economy you are. We hundred percent agree. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, um, is there any kind of advice that you would give to anyone trying for a family or like um, you know, who are thinking of having a family and who um are thinking of becoming pregnant? Is there any big advice that you'd like to impart? Um, don't don't be scared. <laughs> um, well, no, I, I think you know. I think you know. I mean, it's about getting, I guess, the right support and trying to do everything. There is no right time, perfect time. Um, yeah, to do these things um so you know I don't think there's any reason that we shouldn't be able to um is it really and... scary for you to actually think oh my god I've got FND that's going to be an obstacle for me for pregnancy and for parenthood when you first thought of having a family Oh. Oh, oh yeah it was a big worry <laughs> I mean when I first got sick and I'd only been with my partner for nine months and and I oh gosh I mean we may not print this bit but technically I had to leave my husband because he decided he didn't want kids and then, oh. <laughs> so I've had to go through all this effort like you know to then you know uh, you know find a new partner you know I'm 38 39 like you know wanting to have children you know it's so running out of time and then to have this happen on top of yeah. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was not ideal. 
you know, um, not ideal at all. Um, and so, yeah, there was this thought of, you know, is this the end? Is, am I going to have to give up on this idea? Um, but I think because my family are very supportive, um, you know, I mean, well, they, they were going to support me with, even if I did have a ba- had a baby alone. <laughs> Going to do IVF otherwise and just get a donor, <laughs> but that was when I was I worked I, I you know I had my own money I had you know everything so you know there was no reason yeah. I shouldn't be able to do it alone. Um, but um, having the support there, like the family to you know support you in that, is I guess probably the best I've had. I know other people aren't as lucky. Yeah. um have that um so yes it is scary yeah. but and occasionally I still have you know those thoughts about you know is this how is this gonna work you know it's a mystery I think even when you're an able person when you're able and you, you have your first child as much as you even want to have the first child right because like I was going through infertility and you know Mm. I was going through infertility and I had so many losses and then Livy came along right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. I literally was petrified absolutely (laughs) petrified with this with this new baby I was like Mm. oh my god is, is this really go- is this really going to work? Even up to the point where I was, I was about to give birth, I was like, I don't know, no, I don't know. Is this going? to – I'm going to be a mum. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> but best assured, when you have that baby in your arms, I think you're going to be absolutely fantastic. And you know, yes. you're just going to do the best that you can do. So. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. be a great mum. So I guess just don't be scared, don't be afraid. Um, take your prenatals, I suppose, and uh, <laughs> and plan. Yeah. I think one one of the important things I'm getting because I did speak to another obgyne before was mm. it's important to plan when you have F and D and pregnancy. I think that mm. might be another idea as well. Hey, is just to talk mm. to your GP before you jump right in for your neurologist yeah well that that's what I did I kind of I guess kind of canvassed them to see if they had any advice but that was the issue that I I asked both the neuropsychiatrist and the um uh, GP and and they didn't really know that there's just not enough information for them you know even the experts in the field really give you advice i mean there was basically just well i can't see why you can't do it you know (laughs) so you know they're they're basically just like well you know if you think you can then you can yeah hopefully your body will just manage and just give it a go like okay like (laughs) (laughs) pretty much pretty much (laughs) comforting um but at least i mean the the, those medical at least they were supportive you know like so i I guess it's better than being told no oh my gosh like you know you should not do that that's the end of your life just don't um Yes. So, you know, yeah. better, you yeah. know, I feel yeah. it's that, you know, they're not, not discouraging um, and, you know, want you to live your life and, and still, you know, do what you 
wanting to do because I think that's true. I mean, FND, I I do believe, you know, we're all still capable of um, having families and still becoming mothers or fathers and, you know, living life. So why not? All right. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, that's it. Fun. Yeah. Um, Or any other questions? Oh, that was the thing I was going to tell you about. About, I guess I think we kind of talked about it online and I guess this is the interesting thought about the planning and then the planning of the birth and about I guess what doctors suggest about yeah whether or not to go to c-section or not yes so I found that quite interesting because the ob- um, obstetrician is suggesting as my age Plus the FND is like, how do you manage the fatigue? She's more like saying that perhaps a planned cesarean is better than going through labor for six, God knows how many hours, having it be unsuccessful and then having emergency surgery on top of it. Yes. Um, and, you know, I, I was not keen on having a C-section if avoidable. Like it's never just been something that is been in yeah what I thought my birth would ever be you know you see the movies you know you what you know like you your waters break or you know you wait and you know to you know husband madly drives you to the hospital kind of thing that's you know in my mind that is how it's it's going to eventuate you know yes yeah yeah. Um, and it's really hard to kind of get your head around Uh that like oh doing something different um and then working through I guess is it necessary? Because I've seen like in the straw polls, I guess, on the support pages, a lot of the FND mothers have been able to have a, a natural, natural birth. birth. Yeah, um, it's it somehow worked out. So it's not impossible. So it's, I guess, trying to work through what you, you would know, like to do. Yeah. Um, and what, I mean, again, they don't really know that because there's so little information. <laughs> about fnd so about how they can't I'm, they're just getting as well i'm hearing that there is a need there is a need for more information out there about fnd and pregnancy and more support needed out there as well because mm. um people are getting pregnant with fnd i mean obviously mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you know also you know giving birth and whatnot but you know, you do need that support there. Um, more encouragement with talk with um, especially the obgynes and, you know, what is recommended out there. Yes, you can have birth, natural birth with FND, but also caesareans are also just as, um, you know, it's just as calm as well. But the recovery is quite painful. It is quite long as well. And it is, yeah. yeah. But that's my you, concern. Like, is that worse to have like a cesarean recovery? Where you, that's major, major surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's six weeks of you know uh, recovery. You know, and and when you're already struggling, is that worse? But then I guess it depends on what is the actual risk of having a like an emergency one. Yep. And I don't think they have necessarily those kind of stats. Both of them are hard. Both of them, both births are hard. Let's just put it out there. No, no. It's not a walk in the park otherwise. No. 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 <laughs> um, but in the end, as long as the baby's healthy and, you know, alive and well, 
that's the main thing and mother as mm. well as well then you're okay you know mm. um as as long as you're all okay that's the main thing but at, at the same time there is a need for more information that i'm hearing from both you mm. and the other lovely lady that i talked to about <laughs> fnd and pregnancy mm. as well mm. so I'll be interested because I'm going to talk a little bit more to other women about um, menopause and pregnant and, mm. and FND mm. as well because that's not mm. talked about. So no, no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it would be interesting. Like I mean, I think the hormonal effects. Like I know that some people, like with periods and things, they tend to. Some people think that their symptoms get worse in those period like times. Mm. Uh, so you know, like we're and but I'm taking. I think with the pregnancy and FND symptom wise, you kind of have a like a half half or maybe it's like three quarter part like thing. Some people say that their actual symptoms get better in pregnancy. Well, yeah, did uh, it for you? Like I, I'm hearing that it kind of did, but kind of didn't. But it was a bit confusing. That's what I was hearing with you. Yeah, well, okay. I got yeah, like the, the spasms were less, but the fatigue is more. You know, so then you know that that's kind of. Yeah. You know, now it's starting to go back the other way again. All the fatigue still, you know, still like yeah, same, same. But you know, then it's it's then the spasms are coming back again. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but I've heard both sides. So some people say that they were much better in pregnancy. Other people said they were worse. So it's so hard to say, like, because what is FND and is it all one homogenous thing or is it? different things affected by affecting different people <laughs> oh. obviously we need to talk to more pregnant people so <laughs> if you are pregnant with fnd and you're listening to this we'd be we'd love to hear your side of the story with fnd and pregnancy because obviously we need to know we need to hear more but um we thank you amy for talking on the fnd podcast especially about pregnancy and FND. Thank you so much. It's okay, no problem. It's nice to, you know, talk to people and hopefully that helps somebody. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Someone out there. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay. Thank you. And that, my friends, is Amy. And I am so grateful for her and for being able to talk to her about FND and pregnancy so thank you very very much it's greatly appreciated thank you and uh, yeah it is a great point that we do need to raise more awareness in regards to FND and pregnancy especially in the medical professions too because when I was looking at um, FND and pregnancy out there research wise there wasn't really much out there and you know there is so many of us who are thinking about wanting to start families or becoming pregnant, uh, where do we go? How do we go about it? So from my point of view, it is, from my point of view, it is necessary to actually support us on that journey because it's part of life and living. And, you know, we do need that support, especially in FND. And if you do have seizures and if you do have these symptoms to, to raise awareness of it with your neurologist and with your team, especially before you start um, thinking about pregnancy as well so that you can address it so you can have a successful and safe pregnancy too, especially if you're taking medications and most especially 
if you have other conditions besides F and D too. So raise those concerns. Uh, make sure that you are up to scratch with your health, most importantly, um, so that you can actually have a safe pregnancy too and a successful one at that. And um, you and Bub can be healthy, happy and safe too. Uh, yes, so I hope, I hope this uh, pregnancy series um, helped as well. So um, there's those two interviews. If indeed you are pregnant and you have FND and you'd like to contribute as well your experience, please, please let us know and we'd be more than happy to talk to you and, you know, raise more awareness about FND in pregnancy because it is necessary to raise more awareness about it. All right. Well, in the meantime, please stay safe, love hard and peace. And thank you once again, Amy, for talking to us about F&D and pregnancy as well as Billy. Thank you very, very much to the both of you. Bye for now. I hope that you can come along this journey with me, all things functional neurological disorder. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review and also follow me on Instagram there at the FND podcast. Keep learning about FND, spreading the word, supporting the FND organizations all around the world and even telling your lived experience with FND will help. Every little bit helps in the world of FND and being an FND warrior as well as we are all each and every one of us FND warriors. Now, if you need any more information about FND or functional neurological disorder, check out these websites at www.neurosymptoms.org by Professor John Stone, FND Australia Services at www.fndoz.org.au. Okay, well, I really appreciate you coming along and listening to Boot. See you next episode. And as always, stay safe, love hard, and have a good one. Take care now. Peace.